Welcome to The Mystic and the Skeptic. In this week's show, we return to our series, An Expanded History of Latin America. However, our discussion this week will address what the current president and political provocateur calls the crisis at the U.S. border. Last week, a televised speech took place which described undocumented immigrants as criminals. Others are defining them as asylum seekers. We will address the subject in an objective way, addressing the underlying issues that have brought up the humanitarian crisis of the Americas. By discussing human trafficking, exploitation, and victimization of displaced communities, we'll clarify the issues that should be addressed instead of politicizing them, misinforming the public, or pushing any agenda, either one of complete zero tolerance or one of amnesty and integration, as proposed by the polar opposite political movements in the U.S. at this time. We now present The Humanitarian Crisis of the Americas, an audio documentary developed in 2005 as part of a sociological project that developed under the advice of Dr. Nestor Rodriguez. He's a PhD of University of Texas and a professor and chair of the sociology department at the University of Houston. His specialty is international migration, community studies, and economic sociology. Introduction. In our modern world, cultures and populations are clashing as nations fight for power. The many conflicts and socio-political situations that occur drive numbers of people away from their hometowns and cities to other territories. The Americas, from Argentina to the U.S., has been infested with wars and conflicts since colonial times. As different nations become independent, different nations became independent, they fought over territories and resources. The repercussions of these developments still affect contemporary society. The descendants of indigenous people and mestizos, individuals of mixed heritage, Spanish and native Latin Americans, have emerged in the midst of prejudice, exploitation, poverty, and lack of education. These tribal communities have undergone and partaken of all the civil conflicts, persecutions, and dispersions that were the repercussions of the revolutions, battles for independence, dictatorships, and corrupt governments that took place after colonization. As the communities are displaced, they face extermination or compromise. The quest for survival has driven these people to assimilate to the social structures established by their oppressors, keeping some connection to their distinct culture and rights. Not everyone has adapted well to the political arrangements, especially as the resources have diminished. A humanitarian crisis is defined as an event or series of events which represent a critical threat to the health, safety, security, or well-being of a community or, or other large group of people, usually over a wide area. Armed conflicts, epidemics, famine, natural disasters, and other major emergencies that may all involve or lead to a humanitarian crisis. This project's object of study is the phenomenon of human trafficking in the U.S., especially in Houston, Texas. The research intends to comprehend the extension and complexity of this thematic and to propose solutions. Therefore, issues related to trafficking of workers, women and children, the responsible for increasing the legal immigration flow in the U.S. will be addressed also. For the legal definition of human trafficking is very narrow and does not take into account the number of people who live in a slake-like conditions. 
but do not fall under the category of modern-day slaves. Currently, there are many circumstantial upheavals taking place that affect communities in Latin America, creating a very tense situation. These populations face alarming issues, such as how numbers of street children are being coerced to join gangs. Many of them flee for their lives through other countries and are victims of abuses falling in the hands of drug and human traffickers. In other cases, many women are kidnapped and forced into prostitution. These extreme examples of modern-day slavery need to be seen within the greater aspects that drive individuals to become displaced. The purpose of this research is to expose what immigrants suffer and how many of them fall within a broader definition of enslavement and exploitation. The many forms of bondage, and as gruesome and undignified as they are, should not be the only focus of a study of human rights, for any form of mistreatment has greater effects in human life and society. As people flee poverty, corruption, and financial and professional ruin, as well as guerrilla wars, lack of safety and instability, they fall trapped to the many cartels, mafias, and exploitative industries in every country they step in. These injustices are common also in the U.S., a nation of 300 million people, of which are 22 million are migrants, and of which half are undocumented. Lately, the legal immigration debate has brought about policies to enforce Border Patrol, which in turn gave rise to massive protests. The heart of the issue is the situation that displaced communities are fleeing from and where and how they end up. The main question that needs to be evaluated is, can the situation in the Americas that allows for human trafficking and the many forms of exploitations as these displaced communities are victimized be considered a humanitarian crisis? This significant problem should be addressed, especially as current events have led politicians to proclaim hypotheses that are negative towards Latin American migrants. Pat Buchanan in his book State of Emergency, The Third World Invasion and the Conquest of America, claims that an invading army of felons will possess North America in the next decades, especially with the rise of migrant population. By 2050, there will be 102 million Hispanics according to one study. He also stereotypes undocumented immigrants as uneducated, uncultured social terrorists. Him and other social commentators fear that terrorists and illegal immigrants will work together to destroy this country. This correlates with the ideas of Lucio V. Mancilla, who in 1890 claimed that European immigrants in South America were only interested in their selfish gains and ignored patriotism and civic duty as they did not acculturate themselves to society. A factual analysis conveys that these contradictory theoretical predictions are not based on scientific reasoning, that the data is being manipulated to create xenophobia. An in-depth examination of the subject with the context and cross-cultural comparisons is needed, especially in a methodological way. This is an overview drawn on many sources and expert analysis. The power relationships of every nation affect the way people view the subject of injustice. In many ways, colonialism influences the way findings are evaluated. According to the book, Traffic, the Illicit Movement of People and Things, quote, the evolution of the labor market has pushed the native-born closer to the conditions of insecurity experienced by the immigrant, human trafficking. As we view the use and abuse of migrants, we need a framework to evaluate the findings. 
Out of the many social theories, the neoclassical economic theory comes to mind. This theory is used by economists who see migration as stemming from macro-level imbalances between countries, and how the supply and demand for labor and the re resultant wage differences create this equilibrium. This idea stresses the return of investment in human capital, as migrants invest in moving to a new country and labor market. This theory does not take into account how many of these migrants are forced, coerced to migrate, or in their desperation flee to find better opportunities and in turn fall into oppressive situations. The traffickers, oppressors, and victimizers are the ones benefiting from the revenue that these populations generate and are affecting the dignity and humanity of their subjects in the same way that slave masters did in ancient times. Great empires always disregarded human life, as it lived out a culture of death, which is expressed by the different types of bondage. Human trafficking is defined as a form of modern-day slavery, which involves exploitation of persons for commercial sex or forced labor. Traffickers use force, fraud, or coercion to control the victims. The indiscriminate use and abuse of the subjects creates a powerful trauma on them. Political factors allow society to trade people as forms of a commodity. But compared to ancient slavery in which the state used prisoners of war as public property, putting them up for public auction and used the money for public works, modern-day slaves are disposable. The women, children, and young males are confined and exploited until it's convenient and disposed after all the available profit has been taken out of them. In ancient times, the dominant powers found profit in its enemies. They did not only humiliate them, but used them to make their empires grow. The innovation of this concept has led many scholars to believe that this is the greatest development of the history of civilization. Slaves are victims of a humanitarian crisis. Many are fleeing from lack of opportunities or because they were facing oppression and fall in the criminal systems in the borders or receptor cities or towns. At the same time, the impact of these situations on family structure can convey an aspect of the economic theories of migration, which emphasize the intersection of labor market factors and family or household variables in, the, in affecting migration decisions, as people minimize the risk by believing that they will maximize their earnings. But what happens when things go wrong? When these mostly illiterate people take a chance and they fall into a worse situation than the one they were part of. In many cases, the flexibility of the current migration policy frustrates one of its most fundamental stated goals, family reunification. Only in extreme cases is there a possibility that the victim will receive an opportunity to reunite with their families. In the same way, the survivors of terrorism and brutality from all over the world are granted asylum in the U.S. According to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, quote, while the immigration debate today has focused on the economic, legal, and social-cultural aspects of the issue, it is ultimately a humanitarian and moral issue, end quote. At the same time, they feel that by criminalizing all immigrants and authorizing local enforcement to enforce immigration law, due process protections are removed. They are concerned that these developments will lead to a mandatory detention, which would have repercussions to vulnerable groups such as trafficking victims. Another factor is that many immigrants do not even get to the other side of the border. In the last 12 years, this is in 2016, 
The number of deaths have grown to 3,000 as immigrants going through the desert have died in exhaustion, thirst, or the elements that have overtaken them. Human trafficking with its ramifications of the sexual exploitation of women and children and the plight of forced laborers is not a recent phenomenon, nor is circumscribed to a specific geographic area. Poverty-stricken nations and the lack of opportunities are connected to overpopulation and corrupt governments, which have added to the incidence in, of this problem in Latin America. The problem is great as the demand for slaves in the U.S. has increased drastically as a result of the need for cheap labor and the American obsession with illegal prostitution. Criminal activity has flourished as there is a higher organization of transnational networks and more close restrictions of immigrant policies. Annually, between 600,000 and 800,000 people are trafficked in the world. That's a 2004 figure. One million children, according to the UN, human trafficking creates 8 to 10 billion in annual profit comparable to drug trafficking. Under U.S. law, minors exploiting prostitution are considered victims of human trafficking. In many instances, brothels are disguised as acupuncture clinics, health spas, and massage parlors. Difficulty in assessing this problem is that, according to Mohammed Matar, the co-director of the Protection Project of Johns Hopkins University, there is a serious lack of reliable studies and analytic documents on trafficking in persons in the continent. Also on the local level, quote, there is no hard data on human trafficking because it's underground, end quote, as mentioned by Katherine Steinberg from the Office of Community Projects of the Graduate School of Social Work from the University of Houston. As an evaluator, she performed an assessment of the services provided by a group called the Houston Coalition Against Human Trafficking. The information derived from the study is classified, adding to the difficulty of studying their effectivity as a coalition. The information that is given to the public always very generic, such as what is conveyed in their presentations. The only definitive information that can be considered objective is how Houston Task Force Against Human Trafficking is number one in the country and other cities look up to it. The preamble of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights states, quote, whereas recognition of the inherent dignity and of the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family is foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world, whereas disregard and contempt for human rights have resulted in barbarous acts which have outraged the conscience of mankind and the advent of a world in which human beings shall enjoy freedom of speech and believe in freedom from fear and one has been proclaimed as the highest aspirations of the common people, end quote. Also in Article 4, quote, No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery in the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms, end quote. And in Article 6, it states, Everyone has the right to recognition everywhere as a person before the law, end quote. In the Hemispheric Conference regarding Human Trafficking, organized by the UN's Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean, panelist Amerigo Incaltera proclaimed, quote, Most countries have abolished slavery, but still exist. This is an outcome of behaviors and practices that fail to respect the dignity and equality of persons. This was in 2004. Bales, though the world's leading expert on contemporary slavery, claims that at least 27 million people currently enslaved around the world. 
The principles of equality and dignity of person is an integral part of human rights, but these are subjects to special in interpretations in the case of persons who migrated to other countries and who, as foreigners, had to deal with a redefinition of their rights. They also mentioned that these rights are inalienable but not absolute, because states can restrict those rights. They establish a distinction between immigrants between regular and irregular immigrants, according to Richard Pitcher Root. There have been many developments in the past years. The government of the United States has made efforts at the national level through the Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000. The act required the Department of State to present an annual report on the, on the state of trafficking in persons in the world to help the government combat the scourge. The act created the T-Visa, which is granted to victims who cooperate with authorities and the ones who will be harmed if they return to their countries. The book Traffic discusses that the criminalization of immigrant aids traffickers and as people focus on sexually exploited victims, such as women and children, they aid negligent reforms by not doing anything about them to prevent trafficking. The way that the traffic issue relates to the Americas is that the United States Census Bureau estimates that in 2000, 10%, 28 million people were born abroad and half are from Latin America. According to Kelly Ryan, there's a need for orderly immigration compared to what is taking place right now, which complicates the struggle to fight against human trafficking. Many other issues are related, such as the right of immigrants, the cost of economic migration, and the reasons for protecting asylum seekers and refugees. Anne Jordan mentioned in the above mentioned conference, there should be a balance between border control and human rights. She's concerned that immediate deportation without access to justice caused a number of the problems and rules out any analysis of violation of human rights, making it difficult to detain and process smugglers. Quote, if states close their borders, it produces a negative effect. Smuggling intensifies and they become traffickers because they, the risk is higher and the debt from the smuggle increased, especially if the demand from workers is great. Out of the people who are trafficked, children are the most vulnerable. Alfredo Misair assesses that minors who migrate with their families are about 20% of all migrants. This without counting the ones who migrate alone or under capture as kidnapped, enslaved, or sold, or illegally adopted. UNICEF reports that the root causes of migrations are poverty, hunger, wars, natural phenomena, which affects children's health. Other factors that hurt their well-being is the conditions they go through as are overcrowding, lack of food, and climate change, as well as accidents, sickness, and even death. Investigation by Casa Alianza noted that dozens of children and adolescents from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Nicaragua were taken by traffickers to Mexico, who under false pretenses abandoned them, sold them to brothels, or victimized them in other ways. The Mexican government estimates that 20,000 children in 2005 were enslaved to prostitution and sex tourism. At this moment, a research project is underway called the Study of the Trafficking of Women and Children for Sexual Exploitation in the Americas. The study wishes to obtain and analyze data that more fully addresses the scope and nature of the problem in the Americas. The initial phase of the project will investigate trafficking in 14 countries in the region of social, legal, economic, and political perspective. The result will be used to develop a draft in the Inter-American Convention will permit regional cooperation to prevent 
and eradicate the trafficking of persons in general and of women and children in particular. One major issue is the force and displacement of communities. Luis Mora mentioned, quote, in 1980, the armed conflicts that had broken out in Central America triggered the forced displacement of over a million people in Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Peru. At the present, Latin America and Caribbean account for 10% of the world's displaced people, some 2 to 2.5 million of total 20 to 25 million, end quote. The countries of origins of the victims of human trafficking are somewhat democratic or under military dictatorships. Corrupted and prejudicial toward certain groups, government bodies and institutions are not able to deal with the difficulties they face in every nation. Ms. Magali Chandler, former supervising attorney at Houston's Catholic Charities Immigration Program and who now trains attorneys to take on pro bono work in asylum cases, violence against women cases, or trafficking cases, Committed there have been many humanitarian crises in, in the Americas. She has encountered many individuals in the U.S. from El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Honduras to a lesser extent, most who have fled civil wars, whether declared or not, civil and political unrest, and forcible recruitment. Many who were fleeing forcible recruitment were under 16, and many of those fled unaccompanied to the U.S., she represented them realizing that they fled terrible economic problems resulting from the political turmoil in their countries. Quote, they had all risked their lives to come to the U.S., usually without visas or legal means to enter, and fear persecution if they were to return. Ms. Chandler feels that the situation has improved in many countries, but not enough to be able to reabsorb many of the citizens who fled to the United States. Throughout the 90s, she met various people who were escaping persecution from violent guerrilla groups in Peru. Quote, in the late 90s and 2000s, there had been many Colombians and now Venezuelans afraid of returning to the country due to political unrest and fear of persecution from groups the government cannot control or by the government itself. End quote. Patrick Tehran feels the trafficking is encouraged by the demand for immigrant labor in the developed countries as a form of cheap labor. These trends correlate with the report on the human on the trafficking of women and children for sexual exploitation in the Americas, which found out that trafficking corridors extend from Nicaragua to Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Belize. Annually, trafficking is estimated to affect between 700,000 and 2 million persons in the Americas. According to the Bureau of Democracy, the Human Rights and Labor Con County Reports on Human Rights Practices, Mexico as a country was a point of origin, transit, and destination for trafficking victims. The vast majority of non-Mexican trafficking victims came from Central America, at lesser numbers came from Brazil, Ecuador, Ch China, Taiwan, India, and Eastern European countries. Another factor that needs to be considered is that trafficking occurs in within countries. Mexico, with a population of 106 million people, has the following human rights problems. Unlawful killing by security forces, vigilante killings, kidnappings, including by the police, torture, particularly to forced confessions, uh, poverty, overcrowded, uh, sometimes life-threatening prison conditions, arbitrary arrest and detention, corruption, inefficiency, and lack of transparency in the judicial system. Statements coerced through torture permitted 
as evidence in trials, criminal intimidation of journalists, leading to self-censorship, corruption at levels of government, domestic violence against women, often perpetrated with impunity, criminal violence, including killings against women, trafficking in persons allegedly with official involvement, social and economic discrimination against indigenous people, and child labor, according to the State Department in 2005. Regarding human trafficking in Mexico, even though there is no federal law which prohibits it, various law laws forbid certain aspects of trafficking. The State Department declares that in Mexico, quote, persons were trafficked to, from, or within the country, and there were curable reports that police, immigration, and customs officials were involved, end quote. Close to its northern border, the state named Baja California Norte became the first state to approve a comprehensive law to combat trafficking in persons. At the federal level, child prostitution and pornography are felonies. Anyone convicted or introducing a minor under age 16 to pornography, prostitution, or sexual exploitation can be sentenced to 5-10 years imprisonment. As the country is full of injustice towards the workers at, le at least, the law also forbids forced or compulsory labor. One positive aspect is that they have a government program named CISEN who leads to fighting against human trafficking. They report that trafficking is usually only one element of organized criminal gang activity. Undocumented migrants fall prey along the Guatemalan border. The gangs which profit from these are Central American origin, such as Mara Salvatruchas and Barrio of 18. Other countries such as Venezuela, Colombia, and Brazil, which are plagued by many injustices when it comes to trafficking. In Venezuela, government efforts to combat trafficking are the responsibility of the public prosecutor, Family Protection Dictorate, the National Institute of Women and Minors, and the Ministry of Interior and Justice Crime Prevention Unit. According to NGOs, women are trafficked to Europe for purposes of prostitution. The perpetrators of these crimes are Colombian drug traffickers, Ecuadorian citizens, and Chinese mafia groups. In January, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs hosted the OAS, an international organization for migration for anti-trafficking workshops to raise awareness of the problem. In Colombia, human rights have improved. Even though they struggle with guerrilla conflicts, corruption and terrorism, they, the way they tackle human trafficking is that the law provides for prison sentences of between 13 to 23 years and fines up to 1,000 times the monthly minimum wage for violators. Between 2000 and December 2005, the Prosecutor General Office opened 33 trafficking investigation cases, of which three resulted in indictments. The Prosecutor General has an anti-trafficking unit, which works together with international agencies. Forced prostitution is a major social ill, especially as men from different countries visit to partake of it. Victims also transit the country from other South American countries in their way to Europe and the United States. Traffickers are well organized and are linked to narco-trafficking. The anti-trafficking NGOs, the Hope Foundation and Rebirth Foundation have been successful in educating public and supporting victims, according to the State Department. Brazil has a law that penalizes trafficking with up to eight years in jail. Its authorities estimate that thousands of women or adolescents are trafficked, both domestically and internationally for commercial sexual exploitation. NGOs estimate that 75,000 women and girls, many of them trafficked, were engaged in prostitution in neighboring 
South American countries, United States, and Western Europe. Women are trafficked from all parts of the country, and the government reports that trafficking routes exist in all states in the federal district. Young women and girls are trafficked overseas for prostitution, while young men and boys are trafficked internally as slave laborers. The country has assisted with the investigation of trafficking in Spain, Portugal, Italy, Sweden, Mexico, and the United States. Secria, their program similar to the one in Mexico in 2003, identified 241 sex trafficking routes. Internationally, Spain was the destination of most identified routes, followed by the, the Netherlands, Venezuela, Italy, Portugal, and Paraguay. The study also named France, Switzerland, Germany, Argentina, Chile, Japan, Israel, and the United States destinations for trafficking victims. The report identified the cities of Rio de Janeiro, São Paulo, Belém, Fortaleza, Salvador, and Recife as exit points for persons trafficked to Europe. Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo were the exit points for the United States, while victims sent for Argentina, Chile, and Paraguay passed through the city of Foz do Iguacu. As they evade government controls, the organizations that smuggle and traffic people are a direct threat to the security of countries and violated the rights of the persons who were displaced. The plight of women, children, and young women and young men from the Americas is exasperated by the many social traps they fall into, crime rings and corrupt governments, as well as the neglectful NGOs and government programs, they're all responsible for the repercussions that affect the victims for the rest of their lives. In recent years, the U.S. has had a positive developments to combat human trafficking. The Korean presidential administration, this was in 2006, created a position four years ago, currently held by John Miller. He was named director of the State Department, Office Monitor, and Combat Trafficking in Persons, and Senior Advisor to Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice on Human Trafficking. At the same time, the International Organization for Migration and, in, and the U.S. Department of State have launched new human trafficking training programs aimed at immigration and law enforcement officials, legislators, and non-governmental organizations' representatives. Also, the U.S. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez announced that year that almost $8 million were allocated in funding to create 10 new anti-trafficking task forces. This produces a small dent on the number one industry in the world. The smugglers alone move 1 million people yearly to the industrial world. This is a difficult battle because the behavior of corrupt states brings about the growth of criminal organizations to the point that they have more wealth and power than the government itself.